We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 88 of Married Millennials. I hope all of you had a super dope, amazing week and weekend. We had an extended and fun weekend. We just got back from Denver, Colorado. So we could actually enjoy a winter seeing that Southern California doesn't have winters because it was 80 degrees in December. Yeah, even though when we were in Denver, so when we first got there, what was it, like 30? I think we landed, it was about 33 degrees. Right. And by the time we left, it was like 62. Yeah, low 60s, but it was hot. You know, I'm out here walking around in winter clothing, and I'm starting to sweat. I was like, okay, this, yeah. is, this is not going to work. I left Southern California because I didn't want to sweat in December. Mm-hmm. But again, the beginning of the trip was very, very nice. Landed. It was in the low 30s, which was enjoyable. Walked outside. I could see my breath. And I know some of you guys are probably like, this fool. Uh, you guys left the, the sun yeah. to go to the cold. Yes, we did. Yeah. I am a Southern California boy. I love the sun. But at the end of the day, it's like I, I would like to be cold. And I run hot. So right. I am always hot. It's a it, different experience Yeah, for it you. could be 65 degrees and I'm hot. Yeah, because like, okay. when we first got there, I was trying to wait for our Uber inside and Justin was like, let's go outside. That, that's what I learned about you this Lyft, vacation. not Uber. Oh, yes, it was Lyft. <laughs> my bad, Shadi, my bad. Uh, but I, I learned that you enjoy thrusting yourself into cold weather, whereas I just, I prefer to, you know, know that it's cold but be warm. <laughs> Like that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, no, I just wasn't with it. I mean, and I get it. Our body temperatures are very different. But again, it's like I'm constantly in a stage of just warm. I'm hot. Right. Joy woke up this morning, turned the heater on. I sure did. I understand that she wanted to knock the chill off yes. when we record. But still, it's like I'm just naturally hot. So when you're in an environment that is warm 350 days of the year, when you get when you get to change that, it's just nice. So I was standing outside in thirty degree weather, waiting for a ride from the airport, and just enjoying life. Black boy joy. <laughs> it's similar like the, the the video that that went viral a few days ago of the Louisiana oh. the Louisiana <laughs> gentleman, a black guy with dreads, yeah. out here dancing in the snow, having a good old time. Because he was like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't snow much in in Louisiana, and he was just out there rolling around in it, shaking his head, literally just living out his best life. And I was like, I feel you, man. That's yeah. exactly how I felt when I got into the snow. Yeah, I, I am glad that we went up to the mountains and went to the snow. But see, that was like it, it hit twelve degrees. Yeah, that was different. And this was the other thing about that. So, like I said, <laughs> Justin, I learned that Justin likes to be. <laughs> So he wanted to explore and on our Instagram story. If you don't follow us on Instagram, Love Jay's official. Go, you guys miss pure go comedy. Okay. Yes. So and I called him Dora the Explorer because he just all of a sudden wanted to walk around and just explore things. And I'm like, it's actually freezing, sir. Like I can't just be walking around aimlessly. And mind you, we weren't prepared for snow. No, we were not pre- even remotely. We were prepared close. for cold, but like our clothing was just not and we were at a ski resort. We gotta give you the, the, the rundown. So we went up to Breckenridge, <laughs> yeah. which was about 80, 90 miles outside of Denver. 
And mm-hmm. I, Joy and I were deciding on when to go. And I was like, you know what? I want to go when it's snowing. Yeah. So we got in on a Wednesday. And Wednesday and Thursday were the coldest days. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be snowing on the mountains that Thursday. I said, let's go Thursday. Let's load the front end of our trip. Right. And then we can maybe see some snow. So we went out, rent a car, drive up to Breckenridge. And once we get in there, it, it's 12 degrees and snowing. And I had never driven in snow before. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is, this is cold. This is nice. It was a beautiful drive. But we get there. I parked the car. And I'm wearing... I'm wearing jeans, <laughs> two pairs of dry fit hoop hoop basketball socks, and some Roche runs. And then I have on a, a long sleeve, an undershirt, a long sleeve shirt, a jacket, and a bubble vest. So and then beanie and gloves. So the top part of me was really good. But again, I'm wearing jeans with nothing under. Like I didn't have any leggings. I just had on the my, my regular drawers <laughs> and, and some tennis shoes and, and regular thick they're they're thick basketball socks. But we get out the car in 12-degree weather, and we look around, and I was like, man, why is everybody in boots and ski pants and we puffy jackets? Ill-prepared. I had two of everything on. I had two pairs of socks, two pairs of jeans, two shirts, two jackets, a beanie, a scarf, earmuffs, <laughs> and gloves. So I was more prepared than Justin. I was freezing. So when we got there, <laughs> he was looking at me like, are we going to get out of the car? Like, really impatient. I'm like, we don't have a plan. Like, and I'm thinking he's not understanding how cold it's about to be. But, you know, we got out the car, we walked around, and we got directions from a very nice woman who directed us to the gondola so that we can go to the top of the mountain. And we did that, and it was nice. And then, again, I found myself in sore inside the ski lodge, like, asking random questions to the concierge because Justin wanted to just walk around. And I was freezing, and at this point, I was in distress. <laughs> like, I'm trying not to ruin his trip, but also, I am really cold like to the point my my fingers and my toes were stinging it was oh, just completely numb not even like, just stinging numb oh yeah i did get to the point where i just couldn't feel them yeah, couldn't anymore feel my toes. yeah but it was i mean it was god awful so then we went to go get coffee when we went down the mountain or tea and that i think that was the most that i enjoyed that because i was able to look out the window and watch the snow fall while enjoying the heat and a warm beverage like that's that's the kind of situation. <laughs> but I got to explain to you the distressed look that Joy had. Because, again, we get to the top of the ski and the top of the ski lodge where everyone is skiing and snowboarding. We are the only ones. I, when I say the only ones, I'm literally yeah. telling you we are the only ones who are in jeans and tennis shoes. Yes. Everyone else is yes. in boots and snow pants and, and what have you. So I'm out here. I'm like, I just want to take a picture. And we couldn't do anything because we weren't going to pay for lessons to, to go ski and snowboard because I'd rather just do that in our backyard. And, again, we didn't have any clothes. Right. And we just weren't – I didn't go in with the, the intention to, to ski or snowboard. So we were just at the base of the mountain kind of just looking at everybody skiing snowboard. And we go into the ski lodge. And I'm just like, okay, what are you doing, Joy? Yes. So I'm asking her <laughs> multiple questions. Like, okay, well, what did the concierge say? And she's not answering my questions. And then – I'm like, okay, so what, what do they say? What do they say? And then we end up sitting down on the table. I said, Joy, what are you doing? I'm just really cold. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm, I did not come to the mountains to sit inside. So she, we literally probably He was acting minutes. like I was just spoiling his good time, but I was really, really cold. I was not having it. I had to defrost. Like, yeah, I had to keep running into places to like cool. We just, like I said, we didn't have the proper gear. Also, I want to say that, have you ever been sitting somewhere and thought, you know, it's been a while since I've seen another black person. That that was the experience on the ski resort. Yeah, not, I, we were the only two chocolate jobs, yeah. There was one. I saw another black woman getting off of, of one of the ski, the gondola, gondola or something. Or a ski lift. Yes, and she was waiting for somebody. I don't know who she was with, but I, okay. did, I did see one 
yeah. black person. I, I didn't so there was a total a, of three of us on the mountain. Not a single black person that I saw. So I was keenly aware of that. And I was like, you know why? Because black people know how to stay warm. And we didn't figure it on out. And then also I want to say, if you ever want to see white people slap happy and in their <laughs> element, go to a ski resort. Oh, my gosh. I was like, this is like, I get it. I totally get it. But I, all that being said, I want to learn how to ski now. I do want to learn how to ski and, yeah. and snowboard. It, it, it looked fun. Like, it literally looked like just pure fun. Yeah. Folks were having a really good time. We were just sitting on the base of the mountain freezing. But yeah. at the end of the day, we enjoyed ourselves up on the mountain. Like I said, it was, it was very, very cold. We walked through the snow. I was a two-year-old and playing in the snow. I stopped multiple times just to throw snow. And I, if I had the proper clothes, like I would have made a snow. I would have I been that kid. When you threw snow on me, so Justin <laughs> insisted that I get a boomerang of him tossing snow. Like he was genuinely a giant kid, and I did enjoy it. It was just hard because I was cold. I was having a good time. Let me make that clear. I really was having a good time. I was just miserable at the same time. So it was a very interesting juxtaposition. But so, yeah, with the boomerang, when you had to throw the snow, it kept landing on me. And so after that, I was like, we're going to the car. Do you remember? <laughs> yes. You're you like, are. you don't want to keep walking up the street? Yeah. I was like, we're going. I like, was wondering why. I was like, why did she cut off my phone? Because I am freezing. You well, just threw snow on me multiple times to get this boomerang. Correct. But it was, the boomerang looked good. It was enjoyable. It was a great trip. I, I thoroughly enjoyed being in the snow. And now I want to go back up to the snow. Like, I've always wanted a true winter Christmas. And, you know, growing up, you watch all the holiday movies and there's mm-hmm. snow in every single holiday movie. And being in Southern California, you can't even hope you for never get like, it. You, can't, you hope for rain, maybe, some cold. But I think it was last Christmas or two Christmases ago, it was over 80 degrees. Like, I don't want a sunny Christmas. We haven't I, had a cold Christmas in, in a, a while. long time. Yeah. Like, I enjoy, again, I enjoy the sun. I, I like the beach. It's peaceful. I love that. But there's times where you just want something different. And I've always wanted a winter Christmas. And even though it's not Christmas yet, being able to go up to the mountains in this in the nice little ski town and see it fully decked out in, in Christmas lights and Christmas music and the Christmas spirit, it gave me a little ounce of what Christmas would feel like. So now I've got to convince my whole family to go up and rent <laughs> a cabin in the snow for Christmas and make that a tradition. Now I'm sure they're going to be like, get the hell out of here. We're definitely not doing that. But there's something more enjoyable about the holiday being in the cold. The other thing that Justin was very insistent upon was ice skating. He was like, I have to go. We have to go ice skating. We're going to go ice skating on what Friday, Saturday, whatever. He was just, the whole trip, he kept mentioning ice skating. I want to go ice skating. We've been ice skating one other time together, and Justin's not good at it. Like, straight up, he's just not. Like, I, he, I don't know how to roller skate. He doesn't I don't know really know how to roller skate. You're getting better at roller skates. I am getting better at it. But, but ice skating's like a different beast, and I'm not particularly great at ice skating either. So it's one of those things where if, some, if a group of people are doing it, I will join. But on my own... On a vacation, I'm probably not going to say, let's go ice skating. Like, if you're bored at home or something and there's ice skating, cool. But I wasn't going to go out my way to go ice skating. So, Justin, (laughs) so we get to the ice skating rink. And in Justin's size, they only had figure skates. And she told him. Like these pro figure skates. Yeah, they're like. (laughs) I can't even. When when you go to ice skating rinks, the last time I went. (laughs) I had more supportive skates. Yeah. They, they were the novice skates. Yeah. You know, something that goes to show right. you, like, hey, you're not very good. Right. But we're going to lock and they your ankles your in. Ankles. Gonna, yeah. Everything is going right. to work out. So those are the skates I was expecting to get. Right. I got these professional 
Figure skates. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. No big deal. Right. So I go in. It takes me 10 minutes to put the skates on. <laughs> it did so take you so long. I, I put the skates on. I tie it up. And then I stand up. And I'm like immediately <laughs> on the side of my feet. And I said, okay, wait. I don't remember <laughs> this happening straight. before. I, I was like, I don't, I don't remember immediately walking on the sides of my feet yeah. when skates. I was like, okay, maybe it's just the, the little turf that we're on before we get onto the ice rink. <laughs> so then I step onto the ice rink and the buckling becomes even worse. <laughs> And I said, okay, well, this is this is not going to work. And I'm stressed out because there's kids all over the ice. And they have these little supportive blocks where people can hold on an ice skate with these blocks. And I'm like, okay, this is too much. Which like, is what you needed, by no, the way. No, I didn't, I didn't need that. I needed those blocks not to be there so there could be more room for, Justin, for those who are not good. You didn't need more room. You needed more skill. Justin yeah. was all the way on the outside of his feet. And then, like, you, I could tell that he was trying to turn them in. But he just, for some reason, could not. So because the skates didn't allow me yes. to. They did not support my, <laughs> they didn't support my ankles. So, basically, Justin 0% glided on the ice. Zero. <laughs> he lived. <laughs> I wish that I could show you. So, I got a video, but I, I'm not going to do that to my husband. <laughs> But it is just the best dirt I'm, I'm that might, I, I might ever. allow for the release of the video just for humor's right, sake. Right, But it might be the most embarrassing display of ice skating that you have ever seen in your entire life. He was in so much pain that he took his palm and turned them backwards. <laughs> like, he, he was limping so bad that he had to turn And that's his how you guys know that it was, it was like, the skates. Was it was not me. It was the skates. I was in pain. I did one full lap, and I got off the ice. I said, oh. You know like, what it's done. And that's the thing. So, you know, he did his lap. And I said, okay, well, do you want to get better skates? And Justin's like, no, I'm done. Like, he didn't want anything to do. And, and it's hilarious. Because, I like I said, he spent the whole trip saying, ice skating, ice skating, did one lap, lap that took him a total of 10 minutes, by the way, holding on to the side. And he had to keep stopping. But you remember what I said? Remember I talked about you got to know when to quit. Yes. And, it, and it's not a bad thing. I'm not a quitter. No, no. But I knew that this particular <laughs> ice skating rink and these particular skates just did not allow for me to yeah. succeed. So I had to I had to walk away. Yeah. I you know, to be fair, ice skating is just not the most stable thing to do anyway. It really isn't. It's difficult. And I can skate. I could skate on regular skates and I struggle with ice skating. So I mean I could stay upright and I can go around the yeah, circle. You, you did a few, but I'm not like grooving. Laps. Yeah. No, I I'm just disappointed. <laughs> a lot of it's trying not it's to It's just fall. one of those things that you just want to conquer. You know when you see people do stuff and they make it look so easy that in your mind you just think you can do it? I have that problem. I say, you know, yeah. I, even <laughs> if I'm not good at it, but I'm just gonna watch you and I'm gonna figure out and I'm gonna and I'm going to execute. And for the most part, I can survive. Yeah, you're pretty good. This at that. one, I, I didn't, I didn't survive at all. I, I epically failed. And you know, it was one of those things where I'll look and say, "Hey, I may never go figure skating again, or ice skating, ice skating, or whatever it is. Or if I do, I need to make sure I have have better skates because that was that was a joke. That was a tragedy. But at the end of the day, it was fun. We had a beautiful vacation. They had great food, great weather. It was a good time. It was nice to get away. Now, this is the first vacation that Joy and, I, Joy and I have had in 2017. We had went to Atlanta earlier this year, but it was for a wedding. So yeah. it wasn't just the two of us being able to relax and spend time together. And one of our, our goals in our marriage is that we were going to take a trip together every single year. Mm-hmm. We prioritized it, and I just didn't think it was going to happen. And fortunately, we were able to, to sneak it in just a few weeks before the year ended. And it was it was much needed. It was nice to just kind of get away, unplug, and spend quality time with each other. 
you know, we we spend a lot of time together when it comes to Love Jace, obviously, yeah. you know, at the house. But it's different when you get away from all the noise and the distractions and can just spend good quality time with each other. And, and we were able to do that this weekend. And as I said, it was it was very enjoyable. You like hanging out with me. I do like hanging out with you. And, and the elements of our home, sometimes it gets too much. Right. But just to be able to pull away, it was it was nice. I agree. I have a harder time, an increasingly harder time relaxing at home too. That's why I'm trying to make it more zid. I'm telling Justin all these plans I have for our house. And then we're going to do this. And then we're going to do that. Because I do. I want our home to feel a little bit more tranquil. Uh, but I will say that we've had to learn how to travel together. Most definitely. Our very first vacation we took, oh my gosh, I couldn't stand Justin. I was like, he is ruining this good time. Because he was so high strung and wanted to do things. Like He was just like, we have to do this. We have to do that. And me, when I'm on vacation, I'm more like, oh, okay. Like, I'm chilling. Let it flow. Yes, exactly. Like, I don't need a plan. We're just going to relax. And I think now we've found that we have to communicate if we were going to have a vacation or a trip. You know, a vacation, you're laying out. You're not doing anything. And a trip, you're exploring. Um, and also, we you have to communicate what your expectations are from the vacation or trip you're having. Like, okay, I want to at least do this or whatever. And, and that's allowed us to really kind of get the most out of our vacation. For sure. Together. I would have never thought that I had to learn how to travel with someone. I was like, oh, you go on a trip, and, and this is what you do. And, again, that first trip when we went to New York, Joy and I were ready to be at each other's throats because yeah. I had never been. She yeah. had been before, so I was trying to see everything. And it's like now before we go, we clearly communicate, all right, what are we going to do on these days? Right. We're going to relax these days. We're going to explore these days. Okay, cool. We went to Denver. We said, let's let's make the first few days active. So we went out and explored the city that Wednesday, went up to the mountains on Thursday. Friday, we stayed in the hotel the entire day, except yeah. for at night. Saturday, we stayed at the hotel most of the day, except for a little exploring in the daytime. And then Sunday, we just stayed in the hotel before we checked out. So it was a nice little little blend of, of ex- exploring as well as relaxing, which, again, right. is, is very much needed. And in that downtime, we actually were able to watch Stranger Things. At least I was able to watch yeah, you watched for the first both time. seasons. I did conquer both seasons of Stranger Things, yeah. and now I understand the hype that yeah. everybody across the world is sharing with this series because it is brilliant, and that's all I can say is that it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want to ruin anything. I don't like being a ruiner. And I, I, I'm just not good at binge-watching, and, and because it goes You are back, wonderful at binge-watching this listen, weekend. And it goes back to the relaxation. I, in our home, I don't feel as relaxed, where I can just put something on, and I'm just going to sit and be. When I'm at the house, I'm okay, i got to get some work done. I need to do this with the dogs. I need to clean this up. I need to move. So I, I have a, a difficult time separating separating the relaxation and the work when we are at home. Mm-hmm. When we were on this trip, I was like, okay, Joe was like, you want to binge watch? Sure. Binge okay. watch for all the first season, all of the second season. Very enjoyable. It's a it's a really good show. Okay, really, really good show. As I explained to Drew, I said, it, it's, what I enjoyed most is they, how, how they were able to develop the characters in such a strong, dynamic way, but also at the same time build a really well-thought-out, intense plot. Now, usually you, you don't get that. You're like, okay, here's, we're all building up to this plot and you're just waiting for it to happen and your character development may, may not be as strong. But I was like, man, I am invested interest in these characters. I have a vested interest in the storyline and watching just all piece together was yeah. absolutely brilliant. Great series. Now it makes me want to just go watch more things on Netflix. I'm like, what else am I min- min- missing that everyone else is enjoying? Everything. I know. I just got to figure Everything. it out. Everything. And I made it very clear to him that I am not going to wait for him for season three uh, because Stranger Things is one of my jams. 
am. So if you're not prepared to super binge Stranger Things when it comes out, then I gotta. Then leave you, you can you ha- you can more than happy to to full steed move ahead. But again, we just gotta work on getting. It's not just I can't say like oh we gotta work on getting our houses in. I have to work on being able to enjoy the relaxation the relaxation within our own home, and yep. that's what I'm struggling with. But I'll get there, and maybe it will help once we kind of declutter this space, which we are actually doing, yep. and we change a few things with the furniture and just make it a more inviting and welcoming space. Yeah. I have a random breakthrough for everybody. <laughs> I, Joy Riley, was able to put my hair in two little Afro puffs, and I have them in them right now. I haven't taken them out of the Afro puffs since, what was that, last Tuesday yes. I think I was able to do it. So here's the deal. <laughs> I cut my hair... About it was March of 2016. That was my first shortcut. Damn, that's yeah. almost been two years. Yeah, it's been a it's been a while, and I and I loved it. It was liberating, and my whole purpose for cutting my hair. Well, I've been wanting to do it since I was 18, but I think that cutting your hair allows you to see who you are, right? Because I hair is kind of part of a social construct of beauty, right? If you have long hair, you are beautiful. It's just. And would you agree that that is there the is common... a stereotype out yes, there? Okay. Yes. Okay. That your hair length is associated with beauty. With exactly. Correct. And I just rejected that because I was like, it has nothing to do with my beauty, and it and it doesn't. I think that short hair is also beautiful. Short hair also requires a lot more maintenance, right? So whereas long hair is a day to day situation, short hair you have to go get it done, which is just that's a different game in itself and I did enjoy and I did appreciate it and I do think that it did what it needed to do for me which was I needed to figure out who I was and I wanted I didn't I I wanted to know what my identity was outside of how people were seeing me and what I discovered is you still can't escape how people are seeing you even there was like phantom long hair where people were commenting on (laughs) how they missed my long hair. I was like, what business of that is yours? Like, what? <laughs> like, why are you telling me you miss my long hair? Well, this is the, the age of social media where everyone thinks that they can just say whatever yeah, the hell they up. want about yeah. everyone at any time. No. With no regard. Absolutely not. I mean, So that it, doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So there was that. And I also think that I learned that although I am confident – I was still so unsure, and cutting my hair forced me to confront that. And that's why I, I had an episode a while back that said, like, you know, don't cut your hair if you're not feeling confident, because it does, it makes you have to deal with a lot of things in yourself, which you wouldn't think just cutting your hair does that, but it just... It, it removes the, the veil, right? Your hair can act as kind of a barrier you can disguise I, I think that's why a lot of people you know you have different freaky styles you know mohawks or or co- different color hairs whatever it's a it's a way of expression and to, to cut it off and just have to deal with with you 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 yeah you wouldn't think it's that deep but it really is and i i read a quote somewhere that 
a woman who's cut her hair is on the brink of changing her life. And I wholeheartedly agree. So I don't regret it. I'm so happy that I didn't. I might cut it again in the future. It's just right now, I think I have to, I need the ability to put it in a ponytail. So I don't know how long I'm going to grow it out, but I need to be able to pull my hair back. And it is a completely different look. So also, when I cut my hair, I thought my face had changed. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I just look different now. I'm older and I'm more mature. And it's interesting pulling my hair back in this way my face looks the exact same. The exact same. So I was tripping. It's of course you're tripping. tripping. But Just I have a different more volume on the top of my head. You know, it was different. You understand. I did. Because I, what yeah. I just noticed when you pulled your hair back, I was like, I can see your face again. Yeah. And it's because for a while your hair has been long, so you just have a lot of the hair sitting right. on top. And now when it's slicked back, it's like your face. Yes. I can just see it. So I, I, I did miss seeing miss your face. face. It's nice that you, your hair is slowly coming back. I was a big fan of, of Joy cutting her hair. Again, I'm not one of those guys that's married to, to hair. Like, oh, you must have long hair. You, and it's not. I'm not that guy. And like I said, I, I think a lot of it has to do with my mom has short hair. And mm-hmm. a lot of the women in my life also have short hair. So it was nothing to me whether a woman had long hair or short hair. Like, a bit, like I said, though, but it is nice to, to see the hair come back and Joy's excited. Because that's how I met her, you know, when her hair yeah. is slicked back. You know, that's, that's the, the look of Joy forever. The ponytail is essential for me. The ponytail, the bun. Because I'm just, you remember how you said, I'm waiting for you to realize you don't like doing your hair? Correct. Short hair takes more, <laughs> more time to do. Uh, and we thought the exact opposite. Yes, it takes way more time. Well, when it's growing out, at least, it takes way more time to do. So I just... This is the ponytail and buns are coming back as, so, as soon Joy as Joy is can. back. Yes, I'm back. Now, speaking of social media and the foolishness that is, Kevin on stage recently posted a video responding to a woman's comment about marriage and rings. And her comment, which was so foolish that I can't wait to just drag the foolishness, essentially said, if you cannot afford a three-carat ring, roughly $3,500, you should not be married because marriage is a business and you need financial backing for, to start any kind of business. So you need to go ahead and get back to the drawing board. And at first, I just looked at this and laughed. Well, the first, let, let's start at the beginning. I don't know what three-carat ring you're going to find that's going to cost $3,500. Let me start there. There's there, yeah. So if, if, if you have a three-carat $3,500 ring, let me, let me let you know that your diamond is going to be yellow yeah. and tarnished and not look very good. Right. So let's start there with the, with the particulars for this young woman who thinks that she knows everything about marriage. And why is it always the folks who are not married always have the most advice about marriage? Right. And I always find that, that fascinating to me. We want to go to the, our single friends to get advice about relationships and marriage. It just doesn't really make sense, but yay, do what, do what you need to do. But then she also goes and says, if you can invest in 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 the inanimate object, at least thirty five hundred dollars, you shouldn't get married. And Kevin on stage again was basically like these two rings that I have. The his wedding ring I think was twenty dollars. His wife's wedding ring was eighty dollars. He said these two rings cost a total of eighty dollars. We got married when we were nineteen. They've been married for thirteen years now. Have two kids, and obviously Kevin on stage is very very successful. But he goes, we have this happy marriage, and it's been 13 years, and our total rings cost $100. And this, you know, when I read this, it was just one of those things saying, this is what's wrong with society. This is what's wrong with people who view marriage, is if you think at all your marriage comes down to the cost of your ring, 
you are so, so sadly, sadly mistaken and confused. I will agree with you that you do need to invest in your marriage. And if you're not ready to make an investment, then you shouldn't get married. I will agree with you. But that's not an investment of your money. That's an investment in your time. That's an investment of your emotion. That's an investment in an investment of love, that's an investment of sacrifice, that is an investment of care, that is an investment of of team of teamwork, that is an investment of till the end of time. So if you're not willing to invest those type of things, then I will agree with you, young lady, that you aren't ready to get married. But if you think that you can invest, oh, I can invest money in this ring and I'm ready to get married, then you are wholeheartedly confused and will find yourself in an A, shitty marriage, or B, be single for the rest of your life. And the church said, shoot, I feel like I don't even have to say anything anymore. Like, uh, okay, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) But I will. Okay, so here's the thing. Anyone can spend money on jewelry. Amen. Anybody. I mean, if your criteria for who I'm going to marry is he needs to drop, you know, thousands of dollars on a specific ring. Uh, you, you probably aren't going to have the best marriage. I'm not saying that it can't happen. I've heard some people say that they want their future spouse to be really wealthy. And I understand that. You know, I, I think most of us understand the allure of money. Oh, yeah, it definitely right? helps. We even joke now, <laughs> like, we hey, talk about it now. very rich, right? Because finances are, are, are a real thing. A thing. But even, like, I mean, can't she require a certain amount in your savings account? Like, that would be, to me, more beneficial than a fat ass ring like oh you know i have this giant diamond but we're struggling like (laughs) you know that's dumb i just think it's really stupid and immature and the sign of somebody who probably doesn't need to get married quite yet because it like you mentioned all the other things that need to line up and that's the thing so if you have everything that you just mentioned right yeah an investment of care and sacrifice and all that all those but he can't afford to drop well, it would be way more money for a three carat. Way so, more. Way more. So I don't even I don't even know how much they cost, but I know it's more than three. What did she say? Thirty five thousand. A good three carat ring. If you go to now, if you go to a an actual retailer, like a good three carat ring is going to cost you over ten thousand dollars. Right. And you're saying thirty five hundred dollars. Right. So she just maybe she's just confused. God bless her. Yeah. <laughs> just just beyond yeah. beyond confused. But yeah. it, it's so it's so silly. That it's 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 just a silly conversation, and when I when I saw the title, I, I just immediately became annoyed. And, and and this goes back to the basis of who we are, and this show, and our platform, mm-hmm. as married millennials, love jays, is to breathe new life in, into an old tradition, which is marriage. And so many millennials think marriage is an outdated thing; it's antiquated, it's old. Why do we need to spend the rest of our lives with someone? Let's just have fun. Let's be selfish, and let's do what we do. Now, some of you will be single for the rest of your life, or not necessarily single, but in committed relationships, but never make that, that leap. Oh, you're saying marriage, by choice. Exactly, yeah, by choice. Yeah, yes, some people yes, will, yes. will do that by choice. I thought you were just telling people like, hey, buckle up. No, 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 no not at all. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at that. Yeah. I'm saying by choice, people will decide that, hey, you know, marriage is, is not Yeah, for that's them. fine. But for, for those of you who, who want to get married and, and have this this preconceived notion that marriage is, is just this awful thing is that we, we want to continue to realize is that marriage is not an awful thing. No. It is a 
it it is a a labor of love. Yeah. <laughs> Both emotionally and and act in, in actuality. Yeah. Is you it does require work. It does require commitment. And if you are not in a place where you can let go of you and put somebody else first by also caring for yourself at the same time, right. then you know what marriage maybe not is not for you at this time. But there may become a point where where you change. Yeah. But the reality is is we can't have ding dongs like this. Yeah. You know. And I'm sure I I, I didn't see the amount of like, but I'm sure you got. One million likes on this comment. Right. You got five hundred thousand shares, twenty-four thousand comments. I feel you, boo boo. And I'm sure right. there was a, still a slew of people who dragged her through the comments. But it just goes. It sounds like how did we get to this point where you think that the value of your relationship is based on the diamond that's on your finger? The ring that I got, Joy, was what I can afford when we got married. I wanted her to have a, a, a nice piece of of, of jewelry. But is it the is it the size that I originally wanted to get? No, it's not. But I, I couldn't afford it. So it's I'm not perfect. I'm not gonna sit here and go for broke to put something on my baby's finger that I couldn't afford. And that goes back to the whole idea of of consumerism within America. Is we are so obsessed of getting of 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 spending all of this money to show a level of class that we are not a part of. Yeah. You know, we can't afford things. You know, we can't afford, if we can't afford the, the nice home in the hills, well, let me go out here and purchase a Mercedes-Benz or a BMW or an Audi right. so I can look as if that I have the home yeah. on the hills. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I can't really afford a Louis V purse or this Prada, these Prada earrings or this whatever other name, expensive name brand clothing line. But you know what? Let me just go get one piece and walk around and show that I can't afford it. Or it's like, you know what? I, I really can't pay my rent, but I'm going to go ahead and put these Lubies on my feet because I want them. I want, you know, these are blooded shoes because I'm trying to be like Cardi B. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's the reality is that we try so hard to show people that we have a level of wealth that we don't have. Mm-hmm. I, had, I know some very, very successful people, and those successful people have a lot of money. And they don't And care. I can put you... And I could put them in a line with just your everyday folks who probably make seventy-five dollars to $125,000 a year. And I said, pick out the rich one. You would have no idea. You wouldn't no. know. No. Because they, the, the, what they spend their money on is much different than how people who don't have money spend, spend their, their money, money. On. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I want to go back to marriage because I think that there is this idea and relationships in general, right? That people think that relationships are, what can this person do for me? Like, what are you bringing to the table? What what are you doing for me? And so little of the time are they looking in the mirror and saying, what can I do for this other person? What can I bring to the table? And that's what marriage is really about. It's about what are you doing for this other person? Not what are they doing for you? And if you're both doing that, then you don't have to even think about what what you're do or what that person is doing for you, right? If I'm sitting here, what can I do for Justin? Justin's sitting here, what can I do for Joy? We're cool, we're gravy. And and like Justin mis- mentioned, yes, you have to take care of yourself too. Self care is a thing. Critical. Yes. Hypercritical. Yes. But again, this is a partnership and to enter into it requiring an expensive piece of jewelry 
is ridiculous. Now I get that you want a ring. That makes sense to me. Like when we <laughs> when when we were gonna get married or engaged, when I was waiting for the engagement, because I was like, all right, sir, it's time. You know, Justin kept telling me, you know, I just can't afford a ring right now. What did I tell you? You said go get a Morganite a yes. gemstone. I said go get me a gemstone. Like let's let's do this. I, I didn't even I didn't even I wanted to marry this man so bad that I didn't even require a diamond, which I would argue was very nice. It Just, was. It was like you're showing your ass. He wasn't feeling me <laughs> because you because I did it ridiculously. Exactly. I know you didn't come from a place of look. If, if you would have came from, the, from a place of like I understand, we may not be able to afford a diamond ring right now, but I don't need a diamond ring, a gym, just any type of ring that you can afford. I just want to start my life. That with you. was it, no, baby. my heart. <laughs> that could have been your heart, but that sure in the hell was not what you delivered. Because I think I was very impatient by the. <laughs> You By the time ass. I took you to the jeweler, <laughs> I like drug him to the jeweler. And at this point, he had already purchased the, the, the ring, ring. Was purchased? I didn't know. I and she's no out idea. here drag showing her ass. I was just like, "What store. are we doing?" And it's I just time. Went, I went to the salesperson. I said, "Just so you know, I already have the ring. It's purchased. Good. But please continue up this show to entertain her." And she just fell out laughing and went right along with it. Yeah. Yep. Well. Listen, to be fair, though, I still like Morganite rings. You do, and, and it's fine. I think they're really cute. I, and I would have rocked it. I would have rocked it for 10 years if I needed to. That's that's where I'm. what I'm saying is that you have to be down for the partnership. And I think anyone who is thinking or looking to get married, you have to look at it as growth, to, growing together. You cannot enter into something like... I don't, you know what I'm trying to say. You just can't be like, be rich, spoil me, and that's going to be my life. Like, that can't... Well, that could be your life, but then your marriage is going to be very shallow. Yeah. And if yeah. that's what's important to you, if, if money and material things are what drives you, and that's what you think a healthy and successful marriage is, good for you. That is not anything that I believe in. That's nothing that we believe in, and we will not stand for it for one second, because yeah. marriage is a partnership that is goes so beyond yeah. the physical and material that yeah. it's, it's, it's not even you can't even compare the two yeah so so to any fellows out there if you run into someone <laughs> like this young lady who is saying run. that foolishness <laughs> make sure you run in the opposite direction block them on all social media outlets and yeah. say boo boo I pray for you just just put the, the hand of healing over her and say Lord help her and then hopefully we'll, we'll we'll get her to see the light. But we can't have any of that foolishness spreading across the internet. No. Go get your money together, people. Go get your money together. And you'll be good. Then then you will have earned the the diamond. Exactly. Then you can, be then nice. you can go really do it. Yeah. But come and say, oh, you I'm you must be able to spend thirty five hundred dollars or more to get me. The child, please. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and of course, share with your friends. And if you've not yet written us a review, make sure you do that as well. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.